Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, an opinion maker, and also co-host of Couch in the Room podcast. He'll join us in a few moments. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com within 30 minutes. And John Conlon. He is a head soccer coach at Byron Center High School for the Ladies. He's our soccer insider. He's solid on air along with the Brony brothers. We'll talk about the USA's exit. First time ever before the semifinals. And if you watched how they lost, oh my Lord. You you don't see that many PK's penalty kicks missed. (laughs) And and Rapino laughing just that nauseated me. But they're out, and the rest of the world's catching up. And as John Conlon said in studio a week ago, when all these high-level clubs in these countries who are soccer crazy now are training girls with the boys and their pro teams are having female teams aligning with their male teams, they're catching us, and we're not doing that. The MLS, yeah, and watching Messi last night, the guy's unbelievable but they should have women's teams with them. Seriously, if you want to grow the sport. But, you know, right now it's a money grab. That's why youth soccer to club soccer, what, this is the third women's professional league, the W or NWSL trying to make it. No, you, you need to get the ladies young. And U.S. soccer is over here and they don't, you got MLS next, you got National League. It's just, it's a money grab. Trust me, I had kids go through club soccer. My daughter didn't play club soccer for almost five years. And she's playing soccer at Aquinas College, which they were a Final Four team NAI. So club sports is not the be-all, end-all. I will tell you, it's her hard work, not me. I didn't do anything. It's how hard you train, how hard you want it, how hard you work. Not how far you have to travel to play games, being honest. Graham Kalchak, who I think is a pretty big soccer fan, he joins us for the I, Lansing I got State a, Journal. I got a, I got a co-ed rec league soccer game tonight, so I'm, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this realm. You're married though, aren't you? In a co-ed, usually when I played co-ed sports, they were awesome when I was single. So th- that 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 is true. That that was uh, the original idea, but now it just gives me uh, at least uh, gives me a leg up athletically. You know, I mean, when I go up for a header with a five foot two woman, I usually I usually win. So. That's that's my reason for sticking okay, with it. Okay, first off, point. what you just explained to me, I can't even comment on. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. There's anyway. a, like, <laughs> say, soccer and golf have so many things you just can't, you just can't comment on them. You just got to keep moving. All right. Uh, uh, this expanding Big Ten, I read your column uh, yesterday. I, I know we all have this. Not righteous, holier-than-thou mentality, but we all want it to be like it used to be when we're growing up, and it's just a different generation, a different world right now, and money nobody ever saw coming for college sports. So the question is, when does the Big Ten stop expanding? It's a good question. It, it's when it, it, at some point it stops being good for the Big Ten, and this might be that. Like We may reach that point because already this is the – Oregon and Washington aren't adding anything financially. Um, they're not, I mean, they're, they're good schools. But they're not, this isn't like Stanford's academics or uh, some other brand of, of football or something. That you, it, it, it's good, but it's not like they really, it's not like the Big Ten gets any better or any more financially secure. 
by adding these two schools. U- USC gave them something. It, it elevated their brand and helped them with the size of the last media rights deal they got. UCLA came along for the ride. And, but that's, that's it. And, and, and to how much and to what it was worth to have a whole league collapse. Like if you don't take USC and you get $55 million a school instead of $60 million and the Pac-12 still exists, is that not better? Like, you know what I mean? Like, in, in hindsight, I don't know that this is worth it, even though I understand things are going to change. I mean, you know, Rutgers and Maryland are, are in the Big Ten. I, I mean, we've been dealing with, you know, non-traditional things for a long time. I think you do risk at some point making things, alienating people to the point that certain people are less engaged over time. And it can just be a small you know, part of your audience. But over time, that can really matter. I'll, I'll tell you, for me, flat out right now, is if when they have a 12-team playoff, if they do not give a pass to the group of five teams or other teams, if it winds up being only the four conference champions get auto bids, outside of covering Michigan State, because it's my job, I will have almost no interest in the sport. I, I will not follow a sport that doesn't have a pass for everybody to get there. It's what drives me right nuts about college football right now. I thought they... They fixed it at 12. If they go back that way, um, it, it'll it'll be for me. It'll be something that pushes me away, and I've got lots of other sports to follow. I just I, I just it won't bother me to leave it. But you know, I, and I think I've talked to enough people in the last day or so where something about what's happening is going to make it less special, less fun. And when you when you make things less than it's it's a it's a little bit dangerous over time. Not that the sport's going to disappear, but I think there is a, a danger in alienating your, your 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 fans. Well, the NCAA men's basketball tournament is appealing because of the underdogs, because of the twelve yeah. five upsets, because of a number one going down, which is a rarity. It's Maryland, Baltimore County. It's things you never see. Uh, coming, and I agree with you. I had Anthony Broom on earlier from the Wolverine.com, and he brought up something I haven't heard from anybody. They already have the buys aligned for the top four teams in this newly expanded uh, 12-team playoff. Why not just bump it to 16? Then you give the MAC, you give the AAC or whatever's left of that now with the transformation in Cincinnati, UCF, going to the Big 12. I'm trying to keep track of conferences right now. I feel like I'm at an air traffic control yeah. tower at O'Hare on where are you from, who's going where, and, and give, uh, you know, the it would be Mountain West, uh, uh, MAC, uh, it's an American Athletic Conference, I think it's called now. It, you give those three conferences a, a lock-in uh, that their winner would get in of their championship game, and now you're at, and you already have the buys built in for those weeks where you're going to do four games and the teams play up to play the top four, you wouldn't have to add uh, anything except, you know, being a top seed, you're going to get one of those lower seeds where we're going to get the game. It might be Appalachian State taking on Alabama. Can they do it, I, right? I wouldn't mind that. Like, I like the 12 because I don't think, you know, I, I mean, if you're Western Michigan, for example, um, you know, you've got to, when you're playing the five seed, if Western Michigan plays the best of Georgia or Alabama, almost every year that's going to get ugly. And I think there's at least a chance to be a little more competitive and you do reward people with a buy. But however they wanted to do it, it's not about whether you know Eastern Michigan can win a national championship. It's about whether they're able to have the dream that they can get the dance. Like you think about the NCAA tournament in basketball, 
what a championship is is different to every team. For some teams, just getting there is a banner. For some teams, winning a game is a huge deal. For other, you go to the Sweet 16 at a certain mid-majors, they'll have a parade for you on campus. Other teams, it's a Final Four. You know, there's a number of a lot of teams get to end their season feeling like they achieved, and, and an expanded playoff gives you that. And if if you at least have what they have now, which is the six, and they were able to somehow keep it, and I don't think they will, but keep it to the six auto bids, that would be two leagues top that would outside of the. Uh, power leagues that at least would know they were getting their champion in the two highest rated leagues, and that would feel like there was a you know there was there was something for everybody else. It wasn't quite so greedy. It wasn't quite. Uh, it just it's a little ugh, right now. And and I and I the Big Ten I used to always enjoy and stick up for, um, partly because they had you know they they valued certain things in college athletics that I thought were important in terms of broad based opportunities and, and funding. Um, non-revenue sports and sort of what the whole idea of this was all about uh, better than the SEC did. But this, this what they're doing now, they're just, you know, this is, this is greed and this is just being a bully and this is just um, making as much money as you can. Well, Cal Stanford, a lot of people asking, why not just bring along Cal Stanford? They don't bring anything to the table in terms of TV ratings. And I know you'll say San Francisco, but, you know, look at Rutgers and I think the Big Ten learned their lesson. They brought Rutgers along it really was in that East Coast TV market uh, that came with it. So Stanford Cal, the latest report, interested in moving to the ACC, which would be absolutely crazy from that East Coast to the West Coast. So uh, no Stanford Cal. I, I, what's the next play for if the Big Ten wanted to go to 20 before they redid the schedules for 2024 and 2025 because they added Washington and Oregon? Who are the – who are the right two? Not not the academic fit. I'm talking uh, the two right that two, fit yeah. the TV multi-billion dollar deal. So I, I would put an argument in for Stanford and Cal, even in this environment. And it's changed a lot. Like the idea behind Rutgers was the New York TV market right. for cable packages. And it worked for a while. Like to get the Yes channel to watch Yankees games in New York, you had to get Yes. You had to get the Big Ten Network for a while. Right. That was the play. Well, we don't really do – cable systems aren't built the same way now. So what matters to TV executives is the really big rating nights uh, on national games, on network games. And so that, that has nothing to do with, you know, oh, great, we got this New York audience. They're caring about national audiences, and you're right. Um, and I don't even think Washington brings that. Oregon does a little bit. But what Stanford and, and Cal do bring, other than being academic fits and being able to sort of pretend that matters it's to some degree anymore – is they, they give your West Coast schools travel partners that are um, more accessible and affordable. And then you've got Washington, Oregon, you've got uh, Cal Stanford, you've got uh, you know, UCLA, USC. You've got pairs you know, of six schools out West that when they travel to each other, when, when you go play, when the Big Ten goes out West, they play multiple schools at once in non-revenue sports. There are other things that I think make a lot of sense. And the other thing about it is just from a competitive standpoint, you bring Oregon and Washington into the uh, Big Ten, it just gets harder for everybody to make the playoff. It's going to be harder for Oregon and Washington. This is not a, uh, a path to success, just like it wasn't for Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, which I ultimately think won't make fans happy. Like if you're just unable, if you're hitting your head on a ceiling every year, if you're Michigan State, that's not going to make your fan base happy. You need teams you can beat along the way too. You need the cows of the world. There's nothing wrong with having 
a Cal on your schedule, you know, if, if the next three weeks are Penn State, Ohio State, and USC. So, I, I mean, I, I think that's the other thing to consider. Um, that You're right. They're not going to bring giant TV ratings in. And outside of Notre Dame, I don't know if there's anybody who um, elevates your, your, your next media rights package or has them tear this up. The two teams they would love to have beyond Notre Dame um, are like North Carolina and, and Virginia if the ACC ever fell apart. I think those would be the two that would be their sort of their ideal preference of teams that could have perhaps be gotten out there. And they would help basketball, but North Carolina has come a long way in football here over the last decade. And, you know, Clemson, Florida State, I agree with a lot of people. They seem to be the right fits for SEC East. Uh, Miami, I don't know if they're a fit for the Big Ten, but you do get the Miami uh, TV market. We'll see. If they're going to move fast, they need to put together those schedules. I would say within the week or so, and I know the latest story says, Cal and Stanford are interested in moving to the ACC. Man, mm. it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, no, and that and that seems like a weird. I mean, it's just the, the thing that really stinks is the Pac-12 was more prestigious than the Big Twelve. It was it was a it was just a, it was a, it was a great league. It was a West Coast league that fit there. You, you want you want a strong entire country of college sports, and, and you, the Pac-12 was part of that, and. And look, I, the, the the problem they had was once they lost USC, one of their sort of pillars of interest, of national interest, it was going to be hard to get a deal for them because they don't have the intensity of fan interest. I mean, UCLA, I mean, they've got like 75 people at some of their football games, their basketball games. They may be a blue blood because of John Wood, but they've been hanging on to that for a while. You can see that many fans at Eastern Michigan as, as much as they have at UCLA basketball games. You go to a Stanford football game, it's like Miami, Ohio. I mean, the problem they have out west is there are a lot of things to do, and there isn't the same cultural intensity of interest, and and that created an issue that, that they, they really couldn't overcome once they lost USC. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. More on that wherever you download podcasts. Lansing State Journal opinion maker. Also check him out on Twitter. Graham, wonderful conversation. Can't wait for football to start. Same here. Thanks for having me, Bill. Graham Couch checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line.